Greetings and welcome to Astronomy 104 at Hack. Over the summer, I have been doing these short podcasts, posting them the beginning of each week, just telling you a little bit about some topic in astronomy. We've talked about stellar evolution, we've talked about distances, we've talked about black holes, talked about dark matter, we've talked about a number of different things. And today I want to talk a little bit about the possibilities of life in the universe and how we go about looking at that and detect maybe trying to detect that. To start off, the first of all, the only life that we know of in the universe is on Earth. There has never been anything detected from another planet in the solar system or outside of the solar system and there's never been any signals that have been confirmed and detected that we can detect that is an intelligent civilization. Now it's a very difficult thing to be able to try to detect this and that's one of the things I'm going to talk about and the other thing is just how easy is it for life to form and it's a very good question and a very difficult question and a matter of very um, sharp debate because it is hard to know how easy it is to form to live a living creature. Now we know that it is very easy to form the building blocks of life and we learn about that in class. We talk about the Miller-Urey experiment with, that was done a number of years ago where they took the atmosphere of the early earth, what we believe the atmosphere would have been like and subjected it to the same types of conditions and electrical discharges of lightning and we were able to create what we call amino acids which are the building blocks of life. They're not a living creature, no living creature climbed out of that ooze in the laboratory, but we made the building blocks. And those amino acids we find are very, very common in the universe. So that what we, we find them elsewhere, we also find, we find them in dark molecular clouds, we find them on comets and in asteroids. They're very easy to form, even without the conditions on Earth. They seem like they're a very natural thing to form. Now again, that does not mean that life is very easy to form. It is very easy to form the building blocks of something. It doesn't mean it's necessarily easy to form life itself. And that is a big question as to how easy is it to go from, what is, what is needed to take that big step from a glob of amino acids to the very simplest of living creatures, let alone more complex creatures and intelligent creatures. And that is one of the things that we use in determining what we, could, what we call the likelihood of, in finding out the likelihood of how many civilizations there are in a universe, we use an equation. We actually have an equation to calculate that, which is called the Drake equation. Now the Drake equation is a number of different terms that we use, and if we know the values of each of these, then we can determine exactly how many civilizations there are in the universe. In fact, if I know it exactly right now, I can tell you, if we knew the value of each of these numbers, I could tell you how many civilizations there are in the universe. The problem is, we don't know any of these numbers, but we can make guesses on some of them. And that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit more today, and then we'll talk about the possibilities of communication and how we might try to search for extraterrestrial life next time. But the number of technological civilizations that are in the universe, first of all, depends on how many stars there are and how, how often the stars are, how many stars form and how the stars are forming and dying. Now that's something we do know a lot about. We know how many stars, we can see the stars forming, we can learn about that. That's something we can actually study. That's an astronomy question that we can answer. We also need to know how many of those stars or what fraction of those stars have a planetary system. 
Now that's another good question. Not that long ago, you know, 40, 50 years ago, 30 years ago even, we didn't know for sure how many planetary systems there were in the universe. Was ours unusual or were there lots of them? And that's something, I say, something we didn't really know a lot about. But now we've had the telescopes that have been out there and been detecting a large number of planetary systems and we actually have hundreds of confirmed planetary systems of, of or hundreds of thousands of candidates and many confirmed systems with planets. Now of course we can't see these, we can see their effects on their star, we can't go look at these planets and see exactly what they're like, but we know that some of them are close to Earth size or a little bit bigger and some of them are closer to the size of Jupiter. So we think that that fraction is actually pretty large now. We didn't know before, we didn't know if it was one in a million stars that had a planetary system or one in five. And it looks like now it might be closer to the one in five or one in three, something very, very large number, large fractional number. Now the next thing we need to know is how many habitable planets we have within those systems. And that would be how many planets are there? Again, we're starting, so the number of planetary systems we can figure out pretty good. We have a better idea. We may not know exactly, but we think it's, we have a much better range on that number now. How many planets within a star system? In, in ours, there's one that has life and one that's capable of supporting life. Mars and Venus are very close, so could other systems have two? Could other systems have three if they were a little closer, or a little bit different size? Could it be possible? Could other star systems have none? So we can get a pretty good average and probably average it out as maybe around one or maybe even less than one if you want to be more pessimistic that there might not even be a planet that is capable of supporting life within those planetary systems. So those three we can get some good feel for. I can give you a pretty good idea of those numbers or at least a pretty good range. The next ones are the ones where we, we have to completely guess. Because the next, our next component of the equation is the fraction of those planets. How many we found out how many habitable planets there are in the galaxy, say. And then we need to know, okay, on how many of those does life actually arise? Well, it may only be, life may be a very rare thing. Maybe one in a million, one in a billion. Maybe only just the one that's us. Maybe it's much more common. Maybe once those amino acids form, which form very easily, the step to life does, is natural and will occur. That is something we do not know. So I, don't, I couldn't tell you whether that, is, whether that in the fraction is one that all those planets would form life, or if only one in a billion, one in a trillion of them might. It's a very good question, but we're un, we, don't, we cannot answer it. So a very big range there, and it just depends on what number you want to put in, depends on your thoughts on the matter. If you think life is going to form easily, you're going to give it a big number, and if not, you're going to give it a relatively small number. Now the next thing we need to know, and again, we're getting even more uncertain here, is even if we form life, is it natural for life to form intelligence? Is it a natural progression for life, now that it's formed, to progress to intelligent civilizations as we as we have here? That is a very, another, another very good question. We don't know if once life forms, if this is going to happen every time. So these, could all, these factors could all be one, and there could be lots of civilizations out there. Or they could all be one in a million, and you could be multiplying one in a million by one in a million by one in a million, and make it extremely rare to see life. 
Now we have two more components of this equation to look at. The next one again is the fraction of those intelligent life planets that develop a technological society. Now how do we define a technological society? Well we define that by whether or not it's able to communicate. And not just communicate in any way, but to be, to be able to communicate with another civilization at another planet. So we've only been a technological civilization for by this definition for less than a hundred years. You know, a civilization, even if there were a civilization on a nearby star that was only 200 years behind us, we still couldn't communicate with them because they would not have any way of communicating with radio. So it's a very important thing that we need to be able to consider that that's what we're looking at here, is that if we're looking to detect life on other planets, we're looking for intelligent. We have to look for intelligent technological life. You also have to look at what kind of, you know, even if you develop intelligent life, you might think automatically it's going to be technological. Well, first of all, it takes time. Second of all, it might depend on where it forms. If you had a planet with oceans and the intelligent life evolved in the oceans, such as from dolphins, then you might have a case where it is not, does not develop. Maybe dolphins would not develop radio receivers. Maybe they'd develop something else. Or maybe another civilization would develop something completely different. So again, these last three numbers we have absolutely no idea of. And the final one is the biggest question mark of all, which is the average lifetime of this technological civilization. How long does it last? We've been around for a hundred years, but we've been capable of blowing ourselves up for a big chunk of that. So it sort of goes hand in hand that as you develop the technology to be able to communicate with another star, another civilization, you also develop the technology to be able to destroy your civilization. So we don't know whether the average civilization would last 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, or 100 years, or 1,000 years, 100,000, we don't, we don't know. There is absolutely no clue. Most civilizations could destroy themselves within years. You know, we're 100 years, maybe we're a long-lasting civilization. Or maybe we're nothing and there are other civilizations that have hundreds of thousands of years and millions of years. So if we take all these components together and we multiply them, you can get ranges from one to many hundreds of thousands to millions of civilizations in the galaxy, depending on exactly what numbers you put in. Again, our first three we can get a pretty good feel for. The last four, again, are a guess. You can get that we're the only civilization in the universe and we can look at you know, we could be the only one or there could be many. And what we're going to look at next time is we're going to look at the communication and how we might go about communicating with these civilizations and trying to talk to, trying to, talk to them and how we would detect them. So until next time then, everybody have a great day and I will see you in class.